Let's talk college basketball with one of our favorites to talk college basketball with, Bone Man. He is ESPN's John Crispin, and he joins us here on the Mac and Bone Show on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Hey, John, what's going on? How you doing? No, I'm good. I'm good. I was just supposed to you guys talking about Miami, and, and I, I kind of had the, the follow-up question, which was like, who who hasn't disappointed? <laughs> right? I, I, yeah. I, can we just have a real conversation about how, like, the payroll increases and the performance decreases? <laughs> like, like, that's just been the reality of it. We've done all these things to, you know, just... I don't know, whatever we want to call it, make it fair for players and transfer portals. We have dudes that have been in college for six years. You had the COVID year. It's been utter nonsense and instability that we do NIL. And truth be told, I've seen more inconsistency, right? A lot of high ceilings, great potential, but like more inconsistent. Seasons defined by inconsistency than ever before. Yeah. John, we and, and, and I have to think it has something to do with, you know, the, the full-on free agency and pay-for-play model. Interesting. John, yeah. You know how this goes. When we fill out our brackets, people expect us, you're in TV, we're in radio down here, to be good at it. I don't know oh, how you this tournament. I don't know how anybody that knows what they're talking about does well in brackets at this point. Seriously. Seriously. I mean, because here's the thing. Like, I do it every year, and I apply a, a lot of logic. Like, sound yes. logic. Something that, like, <laughs> even if you disagree with me, you're like, I don't disagree with your work, right? How you got there. That makes sense. It's like you might think something else might happen, but like I, I really try to apply that logic to it, and, and it never works. <laughs> it does. And now right? we got it six teams works. winning. Six teams are beating ones now. We always yeah. just ignored them before. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Hey, before we get to basketball talk and talking about you know uh, the direction of a lot of teams here in this state, let's talk about the big national story. Filipowski unfortunately getting hurt in that yep. court storm. When you saw that and saw all the different angles, how did you feel? I mean, who gets blamed for that? And is it a case where court storming should just be out of the game? How do you feel about all that? Like, for, first of all, let me start by saying, like, everybody relax. It seems like, 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 it seems like when something like this happens, we overreact because we like we like to have something to talk about, right? We like to we go right to it, I, and I get that. Let's just take a breath for a second and say, like, do we really want to take that away? I don't know, because we're already losing interest in the game. Like, let's just be honest with what we're dealing with. We're losing interest in the game. We really don't want to take something like that away. What we should do is have a better plan for it. And if you're playing Duke and you're anybody other than North Carolina, you should be planned for it because it's Duke. And the, the reality is people love to beat Duke for all the right and wrong reasons. So it's going to be a court storm. We should have some sort of, I don't know, something prepared. And, oh, by the way, you see all the, the, the uh, I don't want to call them useless, but um, I almost did. <laughs> you see all the ushers and security standing around as if they're going to block the Roman herd of, of uh, the Roman mob coming out of the stands? Like, why don't those people go form a little human shield around the opposing team's players? They're running right by you anyway, right? Go stand around the players, be personal security, be the bouncer for opposing players that are left on the floor. And if you need to shove a few kids away, you be the one to do it, yeah. right? Why? I don't really understand this. Like, I watch this all the time, and I'm like, okay, why are, okay, 30 now, now 30 ushers or security guards have come around, and they're going to watch piles of people just flow onto the floor. 
why don't you go protect the players? Good like point. It, it seems like we just react to what happened as opposed to actually go, you know what? We want to preserve court storms because it's a fun part of what we do. And kids love it. And truth be told, if they came to this game, I want them to be able to storm the court. But the most important thing is that we don't impact somebody else's season or some individual's career possibly by getting them hurt. So let's give them bouncers at the at the mm-hmm. end of the game. The bouncers were as uh, effective as Wake Forest football defense. We're talking to uh, John Crispin <laughs> here on the Body Works Plus. Get you had to line. find a way to hey, rip Duke, a, or to I'm rip a, Wake I'm, as I'm a Duke an, fan. I'm an upset Duke fan right now, John. So I took some <laughs> shots that might have come across as a little bit uh, a bitter. Speaking of Wake, a lost in all this is they get a massive win. When you look at Wake and how they're set up, assuming they get in now, how dangerous could they be here in March? Guard play, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes it's down to. It's it's guard play, but I also think there's something to to the teams that have kind of you know had their ups and downs throughout the course of the year. Have experienced dudes, particularly guards. They've figured out how to win, and they've figured out how to win together. Every team is different. I think that's going to be what really separates teams from. And again, this is coming from a guy who's got to get his entire bracket wrong. So <laughs> take all of this with a grain of salt, I guess. But 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 you've seen teams really come together at times, struggle at times, and then start to find what it takes to for them to win. That's the thing. Winning is individual. I don't, I don't think we talk about that enough, too. It's like you don't just do X, Y, and Z, and that leads to a W. No, it, it doesn't work that way. Like You really have to adapt to one another, be patient with that process. And I do feel like Wake's done that. I also think Steve Forbes is a good coach. And I, and I think he really is, is a personnel-driven coach where he plays to his personnel, which means he's got to adapt over the course of the year. So I do like Wake. I like their chances to be, I don't know, I can't hardly say a second weekend team. I think they could get a win in the NCAA tournament. But at the, at the same time, anybody can beat anybody. Yeah. So yeah. I, I feel like the, the, the thing that we're not talking about enough is the fact that the NCAA tournament now is just about getting in, right? Like there are so many teams. Like I had Memphis FAU yesterday. And I'm sitting here going like, Memphis is like a, a circus, right? It's been a, It's been a bit of a chaos clown show at times, but you're like, but if this team got to the NCAA tournament, who knows what could happen? And I feel like there's a lot of teams out there, even these bubble teams where you're like, if they just got in, who knows? Yeah. They, anybody can beat anybody. So, so I feel like it's, it's less about like putting yourself in the best possible situation for a good seat. It's like, no, just freaking get in. That's, that's really what it feels like it's about this year. So, so I think that's a good goal is to say, hey, let's perform and make the tournament. From that point, it's a new season, yeah, and what... everybody's on the same playing field. This is a great point. Those, that, that, those first four days or so could be amazing with drama. It really mm-hmm. could be. We're talking to John Crispin from ESPN, talking college hoops. So that Tar Heel win against Virginia, John, they hadn't won in that joint since 2012, and it's the kind of game that I like seeing the Heels win, right? Because they go in yeah. there – and it's a tough grinder in a half court, and they don't get enough out in the fast break, and they and they have been losing those games to Virginia of late. So I like the way I know it was ugly, but I liked what they showed in winning a game like that. What do you what did you think about that, and what do you think about where the heels are at right now? Well, first of all, I'll say I, I really I agree. I really like that they were able to win a game like that. I just don't like that UVA plays a game like that. And here's the thing. I think UVA, when they like kind of kicked the training wheels off and were scored a little bit more, that's when they were at their best. And, and it's almost as if they've reverted a little bit to going back to let's control the game. 
And and I don't think UVA's been as good. When they're scoring in the 70s, even getting games into the 80s, I'm sitting there, I'm watching, I'm like, yo, UVA can do this. They could they could then just be solid defensively and not really be defense first or defense centric, really, but they could play, they can get up and down the floor. Well, they have a game or two, I think it was the Virginia Tech game, they got down and I watched them just go right back to who they were. As opposed to saying, let's weather a storm and go on a run of our own. And I, I think this, I just think that's such a big limitation in the game today because the game is so fluid, it's less controlled. And the more we have transfers, the more we have just utter chaos in, in the sport, it's going to be harder and harder to control games. You're not going to have guys for long enough. So, so I, have, I have concerns there for Virginia. For Carolina, you're right. 100% it's about finding ways to win because in the NCAA tournament, you don't know who you're going to face. You can face a team that's going to completely slow it down, just take the air out of the ball. You're not going to be able to get rebounds and runouts. So they're not going to send anybody to the offensive glass. They're just going to send it back, so you're going to have to work in the half court. The best thing about a lot of these conferences these days is you have a variety in terms of styles, the way they want the game played. And some of those teams do a good job of dictating the game, meaning they will force you to win their way. And if you can, great, but it ain't going to be easy. So I, I think it's great preparation for the NCAA tournament. And Carolina is one of those teams, when you think about the continuity they have at the top with Baycott and R.J. Davis, that is a huge advantage come March. Yeah, and I love the two. R.J. hits one field goal, and, and Baycott's yeah, in foul trouble for most of the first half, and they still find a way to win that game. We're going to have you so. for Westwood one again during the tournament, right? Is that accurate? Yep. All right. How about So yep, when our right, brackets right. are exploding, you'll be there to talk to us through it. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be like, I have no idea, guys. I'm here at the game, and I still can't tell you like what the heck could possibly happen. That is the beauty of the FDU, dance. FAU, FAU last year. You yes. don't see these things coming, and, and then there's the other ones where you like, after you watch the game, you're like, oh, well, it's because the 12th seed is way better. Yeah. Like who, who knew, right? <laughs> yeah. Who knew? Probably my wife. I feel like her brackets are better than mine mm-hmm. half the time anyway. All right, brother. Hey, we appreciate you. We'll talk to you down the road, man. Thanks so much. You got it. My pleasure, guys. Wake up weekday mornings with Mac and Bone. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. The official home of the Charlotte Sports Fan.